What's going on, everybody? This is episode 43 of the Eric Chow Empowers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Chow, and today we're joined by... I don't know. Do I use your tea with Mike or do I use Michael Johnson? Like, what do I? <laughs> Just go with go with the flow. Just yeah, I think so. I think in the title, I'll probably use tea with Mike. Just because. This is Mike, aka tea with Mike. Like there, you go. there we go. Yeah, I think that's what we'll do. I'll take two. Um, well, Mike, welcome to the show. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell the audience a little bit about you. Cool. First, thanks. Thanks for having me, Matt. Much appreciated. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm uh, Michael, uh, Michael Johnson, uh, originally from England. Uh, I re- really love sports and uh, the, the theatre. I grew up in uh, northern England, in the rain, with the fish and chips, etc., etc., <laughs> with uh, lots of cups of tea in between. Uh, moved to Canada when I was uh, 17 years old, and it's it's been an interesting journey, kind of, through multiple different education routes and and really trying to discover what makes me happy what do i want to do with the rest of my life uh, what do i value who, who do i want to spend time with both um in terms of friends and uh, also family and then yeah and like i said i have, have my own podcast just like this podcast the I'm fortunate enough to uh, be preparing on. So, and I guess a little fun fact about me is I was once on a, a trip to a, a school trip to the grocery store and I accidentally set off the fire alarm and the store was evacuated because this was a new store and it was still kind of like, there was still new to all, I guess, the emergency procedures. So, how so did you like press the button and just set off the fire alarm no we 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 just come out of um getting to see how they made the donuts and how they pressed the donuts i don't know why we ever went on this uh school trip slash field trip if you're in north america and we were lined up in the kind of the back hallway and and i was at the back of the obviously the line and i don't know if this is really what happened but the way i tell the story is my friend like pushed me and i and then I kind of felt stumbled backwards because I don't have very good balance. And uh, yeah, I, I knocked the, the light, the fire exit door in it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I think that was this, uh, I did this one science experiment in my house once, me and my dad. We were doing like colored fire because you can add like different chemicals and stuff to make different colors. Um, so we were doing like green and purple and like some all, all kinds of whack colors, right? And, uh, you know, I'm a fifth grade kid, so I'm really excited and I just want to make the flames bigger because uh, I'm like, no, this is too tiny. This is too tiny. So my dad gave in. I think I pestered him too much. So we ended up making some pretty big flames and setting off the fire alarm in our house because like, I'm doing this inside the house. Oh, I have bad. no, because <laughs> because we were think we were gonna do like smaller flames, right. but I pestered my dad too much, and I was like, let's go bigger, let's go bigger, let's... or maybe like he turned his back and I added more chemicals. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. 
somehow we ended up making bigger flames to set off the fire alarm. Nothing got burned down or anything, so we're, we That's were good. good. But, like, <laughs> but like we put out the flame and then my dad's like running around the house trying to like <laughs> turn off the alarm, open all the windows and stuff <laughs> <laughs> to get the air out, smoke out. You, and I'm just a... like sitting there laughing my ass off. <laughs> Do you have a video from that experience? Oh. Nah, dude, that was like grade five, dude. Nobody, oh. we're, we're too busy panicking and laughing to pull out our phones or anything like that. <laughs> I didn't even have a phone or anything, so <laughs> it was a good time, though. Right so, um, like like Mike said, to, just talking to the listeners, he has his own show. I was fortunate enough a few months ago to be on his show, actually. So, definitely 10 out of 10 recommend go checking his show out, too, with Mike.com or uh, a bunch of other platforms maybe i'll link like my episode in the episode description or something like that and i'll link you yeah i'll link link your uh your website and all that good stuff um one of the things my you and i like to do actually i noticed is like we like to brainstorm about different ideas for how to like move our podcasts forward and stuff so that that's always been interesting because most people we don't i don't get we don't get to talk about that with most people right no no, it's a it's it's a really good way to kind of like like help help each other help each other and it's always always nice to get an outside perspective of kind of like someone that you like i guess trust more because we've slowly built our i guess our online friendship it'll be so cool when we get to hang out in person one day dude (laughs) yes yes i know so so it's really nice just to brainstorm different ideas with people that are doing the same thing, so they understand all of the like the hard work that goes mm-hmm. into the creation and research of guests and getting guests on the sh- show and the editing and the promotion of an episode, etc. Ex- ex- so, so I'll, I'll say it on there. I do really value your input and opinion because we share some of the same interests. Yeah, no, 100%. That's why we, we talk to each other about this stuff. So what um, what made you decide to start your show? Sure, that's a good one. So I spent a lot of time in my like places of employment around people because I worked in the entertainment industry, worked in security and retail environments and in live entertainment also. So and I also worked in a tickets office uh, selling uh, tickets to events. So through my employment, I've interacted definitely with like thousands and thousands of people. And what struck me having, having all these like interactions with people is the, the vast majority of the people that you interact with, especially in a setting like the, the ticket office or as security, mm. security more than uh, the, the, the live entertainment portion where people are excited to come to the concert and, and stuff is people have really like disconnected with society that, that's so um, distracted by uh, a piece of technology that they have in front of them and the majority of, of the people, obviously not everyone, but I think the majority of the people, especially younger people that um they'd rather get they'd rather watch a, a cat video on their uh, phone than actually engage and have that conversation with those people around them 
and and I know how our planet started and knowledge was passed through people telling stories, etc., etc. from generation. You're now almost seen as a little bit strange and a little bit nutty if you try try and engage with the vast majority of people that you don't know, like you're having that trying to have that first conversation with them. So that is some of the reasoning behind why I started the show. And then also it, the other part was I started it because I needed something to do for a college project. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to write another essay or the same thing I'd be doing all semester. I needed to freshen it up. I feel like that's how the the story of a lot of great things happen. Like, there's always like one reason that's just like, dude, I just needed to do this. Like, I don't know, man, this just happened. Uh, for you, it's like, I needed a college project. Um, for me, I literally woke up one morning and went, fuck it, let's do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not even joking about that. Like, I literally did that. Um, that's how I, that's how episode that's how the intro episode came to be, um, but then there's a very much a thought behind it, like some sort of message or inspiration, and I can definitely see that in your show, like how that story has come into play. But for those who haven't listened to your show before, um, with that context. What uh, what is the sort of theme or message of of your show as a whole? Sure. So um, so every single episode, there's a different guest, um, basically tell, so telling their story. So the theme of the show is is all about keeping alive storytelling and storytelling and conversation, and and then the show I think has evolved over time. Into, into almost like its own platform. And because I really wanna give people the opportunity, especially with how mainstream media is, um, just talking about negative st stuff like 99% of the time these days, covering the presidential elections in the US, it's all about COVID, it's all about all those types of topics, et cetera, et cetera, you get the idea. And so I think I'm trying to create that almost like a brand new form of media as a platform for people to step forward and to actually share the good that they're doing like in the world. It's almost like an extension in some ways of the idea behind Humans of New York. It's, a mm. little, it's got a little bit of that element, but obviously in a little bit more of like a long format. So that's in a nutshell. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why you and I like click so well together. Because even though I think our motivations, I suppose, for starting were different, um, you wanting to kind of have that connection, right? Um, which isn't really what I was trying to do, but I kind of ended up doing. And what are you trying to do when you kind of first set off on your podcasting journey? I would say authentic expression. I felt that um, people would be, were too limited or they felt limited or they were too careful of what they say or what they could share or they felt like 
Um, they couldn't share so much and just having a podcast felt like a free platform just to, Hey, this is, I'm going to share anything. Whoever wants to come on can share whatever. Um, and for me, it was all about empowering, sharing those stories in order to empower somebody else. Um, and that of course leads to meaningful connection because authentic expression leads to connection just as you're doing it kind of the other way in pursuit of connection you need authenticity right and i think that even though like we're coming at it from two different angles one of the reasons why we click so well so quickly especially in our in our friendship was because in the end like we're both kind of doing very similar things in terms of hey can we bring people together can we create like some dope conversations can we share some dope stories and have some fun and create a platform and a community for exactly all those reasons, right? So let's see. Um, with all the conversations and stories that you've had, what have you learned about people? That it's becoming more apparent that everybody is a human being that's doing good in different ways in 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 their particular environments and even people that you think have have achieved have achieved a lot like they're running their own business they've been on television at least all the people i've interviewed so far they're actually when you speak to them you know one-on-one setting and i'm sure this reflects and everything they do. They're actually just human beings at the end of the day. Like everybody came to the planet, albeit in different circumstances, but everybody has, everybody, I guess, has a, a voice. I think that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it. And everybody is so similar. Like we're all human beings. We all, we all, um, function and we all have a, a voice so we all we already have a lot of similarities right i guess that's what i'm trying to drive it that makes a lot of sense to me and i i think you're 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 nailing it dude because it doesn't matter where we're from like how how, yeah. how, we, how we got there it's kind of like how we move forward and how humans on the base level uh, can all help each other the past achievement. There you go. That's, that's, those are the words I was looking for. There you go, dude. That's <laughs> brilliant, right there. And that's the show, everybody. <laughs> Mike, thanks for being on. <laughs> and that's episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, I think, I mean, so many different things um, that come to mind for me, right? One of them is when you look at like celebrities or like big figures, like you're like, oh my God, this guy's been on TV, dude. Whoa. You know, or like you know, this person's like big shot in some way. Right. And I think we, we sometimes we like idolize them and we're like, dang, this person's so cool. Um, but when you get to know them, like just like anybody else, they're regular people. I like to think of it as regular people who do amazing things. That was really good. Yeah. Um, that's how I kind of like to think about it. And I think to me that one, it puts it into perspective. Like you're like, oh, 
this is just a regular ass human being who has done some awesome things like that's really cool to me that's exciting but then it also it gives me kind of a sense of hope like you know sometimes you, you see like that that little really young person who's like done some really crazy stuff and you're like damn this person's killing it and i'm like what am i doing but you realize like no they're just a regular human being who have done some amazing things and you're like oh they're a regular person if they're a regular person doing some amazing things then i'm a regular person and i can also do amazing things very true you, and i think that yeah sometimes you have to take take a pause like when you feel like things are, are, are not going very well and you don't feel like you're making much progress because we all have those times when we need to recharge or we lack motivation i think it's really important to not always because you need to keep pushing forward but sometimes self self-reflect and think oh wow these are all the great things that i've achieved this month or this year i know something new that i started in 2020 which is a really good good year to start with world circumstances is i'm keeping a list of all things that i that i've achieved so far uh, this year some of them are small things some of them are big things but but then when I have those moments where I'm like, why am I doing this? I look back at the list and it's like, oh, I'm doing it because of, and this is and this method helped me do one, two, three, four, five, six, et cetera. That's a great idea. I should do that. What the heck? <laughs> Doesn't need to be complicated. Just write out what you just what you achieved, and that's yeah. What enough. I'm proud of. Yeah. No, I I love that. Um, no, I love that. So that's a that's a pro tip for all the listeners there because like i know for me like whenever i'm like feeling down or like i have my shared doubts right um i have my own kind of a few strategies but i really like that one for me i'm usually like picking up a good book that i know will like in, like fire me up or i'm listening to a podcast or an audio of some kind or or i'm going to go ahead and talk to somebody who i know is just going to raise me up um that's a big one one yeah it's talking it's not talking to 50 60 different people but finding those four or five people that you can talk to at different moments around everything else that's going on in that person and your person's life and having that that conversation which almost acts kind of as that recharge and that boost and, uh, and you come away from that conversation feeling empowered yeah 100% 100% and you're I, I like what you said like it doesn't need to be like so many people you just need like a handful and that's it that's all you need it's more meaningful I agree I agree like I'm not gonna there, there aren't that many people I'm gonna huddle about podcasting with you know like <laughs> I'm gonna be honest I'd probably say you're my go-to <laughs> if I need a question about podcasting I'm probably going to you like I don't <laughs> I mean, I, there are a few other people that you know as well that I could also go to, but like you and me, this is what that's what we do. <laughs> like probably like half our calls are like that. <laughs> right, because it's, it's the common theme, it's the common interest, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot easier to have conversations specifically about something that both parties are interested in. Sometimes those random conversations. Oh, look, what's the weather like today where you are? It doesn't hold the same substance. Yeah. And then the other thing I was thinking about when you were like, when you were sharing about realizing that everybody's just a human, 
just a regular person. I was thinking about, um, and I, I know I said this to some people a long time ago, but, and it doesn't really work right now, but before when we were like going out and walking around or driving, like out in the world, right? Before pandemic, I think that we, we like we see so many people but we think oh these are like whatever you just kind of don't think nothing of it like you said like you're too busy focused on your phone or you're thinking about the things that are going on in your life you're what's like very self-centered which is not a problem we have things to do i get it cool uh we have a life right but i remember i i like to sometimes remind myself like yo this person i'm looking at right now has an equally complicated story as I do, if not more complicated. And then I'm like, okay, well, if this person has an equally complicated story. That means, I mean, I ain't perfect, but I think I'm cool. Um, <laughs> I have a high enough self-image to think I'm all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not claiming I'm amazing or anything, but I'm like, I'm all right. You know, so if I'm all right, that means this person must be all right. You know, or if we're both all right, then we can, have, you know, that's cool. And one to me that like that makes me feel a little more energized because i'm like hey man i'm about to talk to a cool person or or maybe i'm not even gonna talk to them I'm just like yo hope that person has a nice day because i want to have a nice day too right you know <laughs> like i think it just brings a little bit more of that optimistic energy but also you know sometimes you see somebody who's not having a great day and so they might be a little mean or a little rude and you're like you know what like that person's probably got something going on. Like I wish them well. A, a great example of kind of going back to that theme of disconnection is in the retail environments or at your local coffee shop. The, the amount of people that are on the technology when they're being served by another human being, or they quite aggressive, or rude, or short with the particular person serving them that actually hasn't done anything wrong to that particular person. They're just trying to do, make their livelihoods, right? So what I do when I'm in those environments is I'm never on my phone. I'm always super positive and optimistic. But besides all of that, even if you, everybody, most people that work have name, name tags, even greeting them by the actual Name like goes such a long, such a long way, and people have stopped doing that, right? Because they're so focused on that that Starbucks drink with that that whipped cream and the, the six espresso shots and the point zero point two five percentage of of, of milk, right? When those are really at the end of the day very small things, and they're, and they're doing the thing that everybody should be doing. I treat, this should be treating other human beings decently. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm trying to formulate uh, the next question. You know, I'm sure this happens to you. Like when you're like trying to formulate it and then it just like slips. <laughs> once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while it happens. Um, wait, you know what? Let me, let me diverge from this conversation a little bit. When you don't know what to ask in a, in a, when you're interviewing someone on your show, like when you like either you don't know what to ask or um, you had an idea and then it just like goes away. What are your strategies? Like <laughs> this is completely selfish so I can improve my show. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. 
so there's so there's there's a couple of different things. So so for the tea with Mike show, I have actually already like done the research on the the guest, and and because the show's like so long, and I want to make sure people get value that tune in or they watch or etc. The questions are pre-planned, right? Because and the and probably two to three hours goes into the research of any one like show. And it's only pre-planned for the simple reason of trying to, hi trying to highlight the best of the guests whilst providing value to the audience. And so then on the flip side, because that, that doesn't really help you at all, um, like when, when I do social media lives, I've done them like so many times I almost have template questions in the back of my back of my head that if things are going on the wrong tangent or, or stuff then I can ask those. The easier part about social media lives, hopefully if the audience is engaged, uh, they steer the conversation, right? Because they because they ask have, questions. Yeah, yeah, because they ask questions and then you're like, oh big shout out to to John John wants to John wants to know this Brandon or who Eric or whoever you're speaking to, speaking to. So, okay. shout out to uh, our mutual friend Leia. <laughs> oh, you wanted us to the great. We're going live on Facebook this evening. Oh shit! What time? Seven thirty. Welcome to seven thirty. That's six thirty for me. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's a side note. Yeah, that's a side note for uh for us. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I should leave that in the episode. Sometimes I like to leave random things in there and then not delete them. I'm like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's like a little funny moment. No, that's great. I agree with you. I think like having some random like questions off the top of my head or um, random like guiding ideas to to kind of steer it if I don't really know what to say is definitely huge. But, but also there's a balance between two scripted and because conversation is supernatural as we're clearly uh, demonstrating here we're, we're just going with the flow right absolutely i mean that's that's how that's how you make it i think i think i think you said it earlier right the scripting or having those pre-planned questions is just so you can bring the best or you know do what you can to bring the best but then you kind of just go with the flow and see what happens. Exactly. And you have to move questions around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shift questions if it's too close to what they just said. Cause, yeah. Because everyone's different, right? They, there's some people that are very short, very, very, very concise. And then the other, there's other people that you, you need to pull back in a, a rope because it, you could spend like an hour per question, right? So, I don't so know about you. I have like people going off in the back of my head. Like that's that guy. <laughs> I love those people though. It's okay. <laughs> but it's it's like a funny uh, funny moment for sure. Um, okay, so going back to like this this connection thing. Um, obviously, you know, you and me, we have shows that allow us to have a good conversation with somebody. I I kind of think of it like. In some ways, the the show is an excuse for us to have good conversation. That's how I kind of think about it. I don't know if you think of it like that, but no, I, I mean, do. Obviously I, I, I do like people. I do like to 
get to know different people. So yes, yeah. that's valid. Yeah, so obviously, you know, that works for us. So how do you, what about for people who don't have like a show like you and me? How do we, how do, how can they do something in their own lives that encourages connection? It's a deep question. Well, I think there's the, the baseline, the most important thing is if you're putting anything out to the world, whether it's in podcast, video format, a piece of writing, um, any other form of medium that, that exists, you, you have to first do it because you have an interest in what, you, what you're creating or what you're writing about. And you should, you, you should just do it, I guess, because it makes you happy. That's number one. And you have an interest in that particular thing. So, so I would encourage you to, whatever that may be, it, it could be anything. It doesn't even have to be in an online format because it can apply to other things in life. You, you might be a great artist and you might make some crazy cool diamond paintings and then you, you, just because you enjoy doing them and then you, you and, and then you put them on not even social media but like Gigi or eBay or Amazon I don't I, I'm not that familiar with the e-commerce and and people might might uh, buy them so I guess that doesn't always have to be a, a connection I think is what I'm trying to say the the underlying root of creation or having an interest or having a hobby is you do that particular thing because you enjoy it and it makes you happy. And then depending on what it is, sometimes uh, you meet people with the same interests, whether that be online or in person, and then you start to build new friendships. Because if you really think about it, that's kind of how we can, we sort of connected to other people that we that we've met in the big like cycle or in the chain or however you want to yeah. like look at it, and then gradually over time we, we built that connection. So I think if you start with hap, hap, happiness and doing something, yeah, that you enjoy, and you forget about the format and if it brings you into contact with lots of people or no, no people, then I think the connection and all the other positive things can follow suit. Yeah, no, I really like that. And I like that. Um, I like that. My question was, how can you connect with people basically? And you were like, yeah, so don't think about it. Don't think about connecting with people. Don't even try. Uh, <laughs> you, and I think you're right, right? It's, Focusing on happiness means that and focusing on doing what you love and putting that out there means that the right people get attracted to you. And not by the right people, I don't mean like, oh, there's like good people, bad people, right people, wrong people. But it's more of the people that are right for you at the moment. So like like you said, like our friendship yeah, yeah. is entirely based on the fact that we have a few mutual friends and we both really like podcasting. Like that's how we became friends. Uh, and of course, our friendship is like not just podcasting our friendship anymore. Obviously, we know a little bit about what's going on in each other's lives, but that's how it started. 
and I think I think you you make it very simple because now someone who wants to connect with more people following that advice is just hey you know I'm really I like uh I was gonna use tea but that's already that's your thing man <laughs> uh, by the way everybody tea with Mike he really likes tea just fun fact uh, maybe you really maybe you really like uh, tech maybe you're really into tech tech is a common one you can easily put one you can put out contact about contents about tech you can talk about tech two you can go find so many damn communities out there around tech that's so easy you can make so many good friends like that um, you and me joined a community of creators really yeah creators like that's that's one of the one of the reasons we connected you can engage with communities and put yourself out there in situations where you're actually interested and if you're actually interested in it and you're just focusing on like hey this seems cool like you like you said you don't have to know everything you don't have to have it all planned out forget structure sometimes that's what you need to do and you should think about structure as you kind of go along but like at the beginning whatever just go and and I think, yeah, you're right. You'll just find connection. Exactly. And then you kind of touched on it, but like if you think you like something and then you start doing it, whatever that may be, and it doesn't, it doesn't work out or you don't like it, kind of like keep, keep tasting, right? Don't, don't get this disillusioned or disheartened. Just keep trying new things like, you alluded to the fact that me and you both joined the group um, full of content creators that even though it had the best intentions for life circumstances and everyone, how busy everyone was, it didn't actually like plan out. But the takeaway is number one, we tried. Show number two, show number two it kind of disabandoned, but it, but, but, but it wasn't all lost because each person then has a choice for what they want, want to do, right? Like, we could have easily might never have spoken to each other again, for example. But, but I decided, I was like, who do I really resonate with in, in these groups and who do I want to keep talking to after this? So I had that process in my head. And then, to cut a long story short, I still talk to those people that, that I connected with the best. Yeah, I mean, I know when I when we, I was talking to, uh, I'm gonna, just gonna shout out Mr. Uh, Isaac Mashman, uh, the gentleman who I give credit to for for connecting me and Mike. Previous um, <laughs> guest on Eric's podcast, and also and Mike's Mike. podcast. <laughs> he was a two-time guest on your podcast, right? Well, yeah, it's it's weird because it had a really like rocky like beginning. It he came out super. Oh, so yes, he he's appeared twice in the, the different formats, but he's only on my website once because I started when the quality was a little better. So, but yes, he has technically been on twice. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Maybe I have to have him on again <laughs> <laughs> just to match you. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think I was talking to Isaac about it, and we were we were talking about like, okay, was this like. What's, what has come out of this group is it doesn't make sense because he was just kind of walking through his thought process with me um, as he was disbanding the group. And like you said, 
it it wasn't about the group really it was more of yeah all of us have our things to do and it didn't really make sense to keep going and that's fine but what did we get out of it well i think all of us still believe in the message yeah we still believe in the message of hustle we still believe in the message of putting out great content we still believe in the message of connecting with great people we still believe in the message of growing ourselves in terms of our work, but also as people, we all believe in that. Um, and by coming together for a little while, we were able to help each other do that. We were able to do quite a lot to support each other, I think. And most importantly, we were able to create friendships. So I, I remember I was telling Isaac when, when he was telling me about it, he, I was like, man, not only do we have all that, um, but like, it's not like I'm going to stop talking to you and it's not like I'm going to stop talking to Mike and it's not like I'm going to stop talking to, you know, all these other people. And that's the point is that we have those relationships. And when it comes right down to it, that's, that was the point of the group. And that's it. it. Yeah. And it, and it, and it was achieved in the sense of it was another step on all of our journeys to help strengthen those values and beliefs. Perspective. Yeah. That kind of goes to um, sometimes when you have like those good connections with people, but then somehow they die out or something happens. Because that that definitely happens. Or maybe like it's a rare connection. Like you just have like a really, really dope conversation with that one random person you see out there in, in your life, but then you never see them again, or maybe you see them rarely or something like that. But even those make a difference. Like, I think even those can be pretty awesome because you just enjoy them for whatever time that you have with them. And then at the end of it, it's you gain from it just by having it for a little while. And that's the most important thing. And it kind of links in with if you keep tasting new things, like the more you do it, the more stuff you might find you you want to pursue further, but also more importantly is the, kind of the lessons learned from trying like different things and how you can take that lesson and put it into the next thing and get, and, and that just strengthens I guess the the shot or the effort, I don't know the the shot that you put into the in, into the next thing because you, your like toolkit is like strengthened by experience. <laughs> yeah, not. Nah, I love the toolkit analogy. That's one of my favorite analogies. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, hundred percent. Okay, so when you think about um, when you think about your show, when you're talking to somebody, obviously you do some prep work. But let's say you're trying to have a conversation with somebody. Maybe let's say you're talking to me. And this kid, man, this kid, Eric, uh, he has no idea how to talk to people. He really wants to have meaningful conversations, but he, he doesn't know what he's doing. So he's like, yo, man, this guy, Mike, uh, this guy, Mike has a show. This guy, Mike is really great at connecting with people. Um, so he goes to you and he says, Hey man, um, how do I create meaningful connections with people? Like I'm talking to somebody, how do I make this a really good conversation? How do I how do how do how do I think about this? How do I make this conversation as good as possible? So so I think like you need to keep it simple and I guess 
before you get to like point z, point z about actually having that conversation you kind of have to learn more about about yourself and the environments that you uh, feel uh, comfortable in well, maybe maybe because because we're all different right and we all yeah we're all different so some people might prefer to be in a, in a big zoom a big zoom call where the attention is not necessarily on them. on them, but they can, but let's say it was a 30 minute Zoom meeting of people that like knitting and they're sharing their experiences and stuff. Within that 30 minute conversation, you might actually only talk for, for a, a, minute and a minute and a half, but in that minute and a half, what you said was really valid, valuable and it really helped others in a group versus flip to a different environment where it's maybe like, I don't know, two people are just having a conversation for 30 minutes and you're probably talking for roughly 50% of, of, of the conversation. You kind of might not feel comfortable in that type of setting. So I think it starts with learning which environments you feel comfortable in and once and that's always going to be on, ongoing because you have to be brave and jump into different environments to taste and to learn and decide oh i liked environment one but environment two wasn't for, wasn't for me and then you have to keep working on developing it interests and what like earlier and what makes you happy because then once you know that or you're working towards that and you then you can maybe reach out to a couple of people or join a group with where the conversation is probably solely focused on the the common interest because there's some people that can hold great conversations um, on stuff that they know what's about or they're interested in but they hate starting a new conversation with a stranger in the street, like randomly, where the possibilities of what you talk about could, could, could be endless. Does that kind of answer the, the question? I don't. I think it does. I think that that's really helpful because I know for like you and me. I, I mean, I wouldn't say we're the kind of people who go around and talk to literally anybody, oh, but I think for you and me, we've done enough of these and we enjoy people enough that we can kind of talk to anybody even if we're not completely interested about whatever is talking about we're interested <laughs> in people yes so it works out yes um, and we're interested in learning so it works out um, but not everybody's like that some people maybe they want to focus on a certain kind of conversation or they're looking for some kind of a certain kind of person and that's okay too um, and I think you're definitely right. Like knowing that or having that sort of perspective in mind is helpful when you're carrying conversation, um, putting yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone there to find out if you like it or not. Um, and I think when you put yourself out, in, out of your comfort zone, I feel like there are two kinds of like most of the, when you put yourself in, out of your comfort zone, right? You're going to feel uncomfortable. But to me, there are two kinds of uncomfortable there's the, oh shit, I'm going to die, uh, uncomfortable. And then there's the, this, this sucks, but it's also great at the same time. 
Right. Like they're they're those two different kinds. And so if you get the first one, uh, get the fuck out. Uh, don't do that. Um, you're not trying to die. But if you're not gonna, if you're not getting that oh shit, I'm gonna die feeling, then hey man, you might wanna <laughs> maybe you can stay in. If you have a little courage, maybe you can stay in, have a little fun. Um, you don't really have to do it all that much. Maybe that's not the thing that you want to do. That's fine. Um, or maybe that's not the thing the other person wants to do. Right. Maybe if you want to do one thing and they're like, ah, that's not my thing. That's okay. You you figure it out. You find a way to connect with that person. If you care enough about it, then you'll connect, right? Yeah. And I think keeping it simple is also very important. Because I think, I think you and I can we can probably share like tactics and like strategies for how we like think about things when we're talking to people. But the real important thing is just caring enough to connect. That's it. Exactly. It's nice and simple. What about, Oh, actually, no, before I keep going, uh, you said one other, you said something else that I really liked very quickly in like a one line earlier. And you said, um, trying to provide value like you're in that 30 minute uh call that you were talking about with a lot of people and maybe you don't speak very much but you speak for one and a half minutes and you're just trying to provide value and i think that's great because then it's no longer about oh how can i impress people or oh i'm trying to connect with these people no it's just hey you know what i've been listening for a little while and i think i have something cool to share that's valuable so i'm going to share it and I think that's a good spark for connection because if someone says, yo man, this kid, this kid provided me some value and you think, Hey man, this other person's provided me some value. That's, that's the spark of a relationship right there. That's all you need. I think connection kind of comes as a byproduct in some ways. That's true. And can connection can, like you said, can start super small because if you've spoken for a minute and a half and you've you haven't meant to but like you've impacted someone in, in some way wherever that may be um that actually helps from the start of that second com conversation because everybody has a lot of first conversations in, in life but at some point hopefully you're interested in at least with a few people moving beyond that first conversation. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what has been, what would you say has been the most rewarding thing about having a lot of conversations with people through your show, out of your show? What would you say is the most rewarding thing? Uh, forget the stats and the audience growth and people's comments. It's, it's kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier. It's, I've always loved people, I've worked in, every single job I've ever had has always been people facing, it's always dealing with people, both good and, and, and bad, but biggest reward for me and it, it, is it helps keep me positive, and bubbly and happy, all these conversations, and it really helps highlight what my best strength is and that's people in a, a conversation. And it also serves as a motivation, like especially not as much, not as, not as 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not quite as significant as it was a few months ago, but right when COVID first happened, it, like every, the majority of the world, and I, and I was in between jobs, I was stuck at home like most, most of the time, and it's really easy to fall into a state of depression. Uh, but uh, like having these two conversations each week with different people, like for me at least, like really helped me to keep going, you know, at least where I am, things are a little more relaxed and now I'm employed, employed again, now for a different job. So I'm always like around people. So I guess it serves as a motivation and also as something that keeps me optimistic and happy. Would you consider yourself an extrovert or an introvert or an ambivert? Maybe you're both. What, what do you think? 100% extrovert. Okay. <laughs> One hundred percent. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think being around. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Being around people has a tendency to make us feel, especially if the ones who make us feel uplifted. And I get it, right? Sometimes you're around those dicks um, who maybe they're not having a great day, and so they're not going to be the friendliest then that's fine you, you you run into people like that because life happens right sometimes your, your day is miserable or something so you know you act like a dick but um even for like an introvert i still think that maybe you don't need to pull a mic and go out and talk to a shit ton of people uh <laughs> for me Everybody's different. That's another kind of theme of, yeah. of the show. Everyone thrives in different environments with different people on small and large scale. Yeah. Yeah, and you find the what works for you. But I think the point has to be that connection is it really does help. Like introvert, extrovert. I don't really care. I don't think it matters. Um, and I'm coming from a perspective of I think I'm both. I probably lean a little bit more to the extrovert side, but I would probably say like I'm 60, 40. Okay. Maybe, maybe even at more balance. I don't know. Um, maybe 70, 30. I don't know. Uh, last time I took a personality test, I was like really balanced. So that's what I'll say. I'm not balanced um, as I just said, definitely the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I, I do think that, you know, you find those people. Um, not everybody needs to be your best friend. No. Being okay with that, I think, is important. Just having the... When, when, I think when the point becomes, hey, I just want to have a good time with this person. I just want to have a nice conversation here. Or let's see if we can connect. It become, You don't become so needy. You don't become so like, man, I need this to be like an awesome conversation. You're just like, no, I just want, I hope, let's see if we can make this a great conversation. Let's see if we can have a good time together. Um, this doesn't need to be the best part of my day, but can it be a good part of my day? Can I be a good part of somebody else's day? Yeah, just to, just to jump in, that's definitely true for like both of us. Sometimes we've had those conversations that are around the fire, and then other times it's, oh, I forgot I'm speaking to Eric at like 10 p.m. at night. Oh, shh. <laughs> yeah 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 that's that's just how it is sometimes and so i think not being 
I think when you keep it simple, it just becomes it's it it just makes it a lot easier because you're just like, hey man, let's see if we can have some good time with this person. And uh, you know, you get your handful of people who you're like, hey man, I'm really tight with these people. I kind of I, I I was reading it, I don't know where, but I was like reading it somewhere recently. They're like, yeah, like your circle of people can is kind of in a few layers, right? Your first layer is like these are your people, the people. Like these are this is the people you'll go to. This is the people that you're like, man, I'm done. Like this ain't working out. I'm I'm out, man. This ain't working. I'm quit. You know, these are the people you're like, nah, these people got me. These are the people that like it's it's just your core group of people. You're like, man, if if I had nothing, I would want these people. Um and then you have a little bit of an outer layer who are very similar, but the, maybe they're more targeted. Uh, maybe they're those are your your good friends. Like those are the people you'll go to. Um, like when you and me talk a lot about podcasting, like it probably kind of falls into that kind of thought. Like these are the people you'll talk to. These are the people you have a lot of trust for. Maybe you don't talk to super often, but you talk to pretty regularly. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe you're not going to call these certain people when you're on the floor crying your eyes out. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. But, you know, these are like you're, you're really tight with pe- these people. You have a lot of respect for these people and, and, you know, things like that. And then there's the third kind of third layer where you're like, hey, man, we just trying to have a good time. Uh, maybe I help them. They help me a little bit here and there, but we're just trying to have a good time. They're just like casual friends kind of thing being okay with hey man i'll I'll be just kind of being like you know i'm gonna have a good time with this person and we'll see which uh which one they which one i want to put them in and maybe they start out at the outer layer and then they go to the inner layer and then they go to the even inner layer maybe that's how it is i think but we at least for me like so far i'm having people jump like over time through the, the, those different like layers as we're calling them is it's actually pr- pr- pretty rare i can only think of really a couple of people at least at this present that have made that transition from getting to know them to like best friend like status and i think of like so many people i've known in the past that, that there was so much like potential to, to that particular friendship and and then it never kind of uh, materialized so life is interesting I, I think is what i'm trying to say Everyone's yeah. journey is different yeah you never really know you never really know which is why i think it's so interesting like connection because it's one of those things that you want but you can't really like there are only so many things you can do to create it yourself. A lot of it is like, as soon as you do like a few simple things, the rest of it is just, it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Like it's out of your hands kind of thing. That's true. As soon as you do a few simple things, like you put yourself in those situations and then it just happens or it doesn't. Quite honestly, I'm not even sure where I want to take it because <laughs> connection is kind of the theme of this show at this point. 
Um, hmm. Oh, let, well, let's flip the, flip the, flip the script. Like you kind of heard, you kind of heard my, my, my perspective on how I, I think you should uh, like, like make, make, make connections based off my own like experience, etc. So like, how do you think people should go about making new connections? You know, I love when this happens. <laughs> when, when, I, I always tell you this, whenever two podcasts has come together, <laughs> there's always a moment where the host role kind of switches <laughs> in the conversation. It always happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um... If someone want okay, wait. So the question is, if someone wants to create more connection in their life, yeah. Or how do you even how do you go about like creating connection in your life more from the perspective that you said earlier of you've got a little bit more balance to me on that introvert extrovert scale. Hmm. Um. To help some different people listening to this that are on different percentages of the scale. Yeah. So some of the some of the things that I do. Um, I like to make it a point, uh, and this is something I've started in quarantine. So don't I don't know if this will continue afterwards, but I like to make it a point to at least attempt to start a conversation with people. So I literally make it a point to sit down and like every day. And try to start some conversations. That's literally me like finding an excuse to call somebody or text somebody. Um, just like how I think about sometimes that the podcast is an excuse for me to have a good has to have a call with somebody. Um, I like to find excuses to talk to people. Um, and so some, my favorite, I love birthdays. Like if I have a birthday with like a friend that I haven't seen in a while. Oh man, I'm I'm a happy camper, dude. I'd love like I just use it as an excuse to give him a phone call. I did it probably like last week or something like that. I had a great conversation with an old friend of mine. It was phenomenal. And uh I think I, I try to make that a point. And sometimes you don't even find an excuse and you're just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna say send a text. Yo man, how you doing? You know, <laughs> like some simple and I don't need it to be anything. Um, I don't need it to be like, Hey man, this person's going to go from, I haven't talked to this person in ages to my best friend. Like, I don't need that to happen, but maybe we can have a good conversation. I don't know where this is going to go, but Hey, can I, can we do something here? Can we have a nice conversation? I think making it a point every day to do that means that I always have a little bit of interaction. And that's cool. And I don't need, and I, to be honest, one of the things that I don't do super well is respond super quickly. Um, I'm not great at that. And I think that's part of the reason that's because I do have that introverted part of me where I feel I want to stay focused and I want to do things and I don't want to interact with people. Um, and it's not that I'm ignoring people or I don't like people or like I'm trying to be rude. It's none of that. It's just, I also need my time. So that's why I may not respond super quickly to everybody. Um, unless it's usually I'll respond quicker on certain platforms than others, for example, but I think even an introvert can kind of take that idea 
and make it a point to reach out to people. And maybe you're not the quickest response, or maybe instead of doing a prolonged text conversation, you get on the phone. A phone call can last anywhere from two minutes to fucking two hours, you know? Like, you just get it over with instead of prolonging it. Maybe that's your strategy. I don't know. But I think just making it a point to do that is a good strategy. You're aware of speed friends, Mike. That's one of the things that I've done uh, through through the past sort of summer. It's the Zoom call with a ton of people. How did you get involved with that? <laughs> I saw it. Like, I saw somebody else was doing it. So I was oh, like, hey, man, I'm going to just join. I'm going to have fun. And then I ended up becoming a host at some point, like coming on and helping out with the event. Like, that's literally it happened. Like, like literally you and me is talking about like, yo, man, I like this thing. What did I like? I liked one, connecting with people. Two, uh, there was, was based around a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. Boom. I got my two things that I like. I'm joining the group. Okay. I joined the group. I see something cool. I'm going to join it. Done. Like, this is literally exactly the advice you gave. I followed it just like I followed it with you, and I made some dope friendships there. I think putting yourself in those situations has to be the best uh, advice I can give, and then going into it without expectation. Mm. Just going into it with like, hey, we hope maybe we can have a good conversation, and it might lead to a really cool friendship. It might lead to, hey, this person, uh, maybe, you know, like, for example, if you and me, for whatever reason, and I don't think it's going to, and it's not going to happen, but for whatever reason, let's say you and me don't talk for two years, but two years from today, I end up in Edmonton. I can, I can, we would probably still be cool enough for us to, for me to be like, yo, Mike, uh, listen, I'm in Edmonton. Um, let's hang out. Let's grab like lunch or something. Probably cool enough. Maybe it's not. Uh huh. Wait, what? Oh, I said I'm down. The lunch will be good at least. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know maybe it's like you're, you're you're maybe they become best friends. Maybe they're the people that you'll hang out with one day. Maybe you know it doesn't really matter. Maybe it's like hey man we had a good conversation. You have a nice day. Have a good life. We'll talk uh, maybe in next year. I don't know. <laughs> I have relationships with people that are literally like we just wish each other happy fucking new year. That's it. Uh, maybe, uh, like, maybe yeah, no, literally. It's like happy new year. If you're lucky, maybe a happy Thanksgiving. Um, if you're lucky, maybe a happy birthday or a Merry Christmas. But for the most part, I can guarantee the happy new year one. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. We don't have any other relationship. But it's great. That's me too. Oh, oh, look at all these contacts. <laughs> Does this number still work? Next. Yeah. Does this number still work? Those are the best. Those are the best. In fact, some people, they, like we, sometimes when they do a group chat thing so they can text all of us at one time, I'll usually have like two or three numbers that I don't even have saved. And I'm like, I have no idea who this is. But they're wishing happy birthday to me. I'm going to wish happy birthday to them, you know? I don't like group chats for, for that sole reason of people just like spam it, spam it, and it's always going up and like, yeah. It's true. It's true. Fortunately, that group chat is not active at all, except for Happy New Year. So we're good. <laughs> nice. um, but I think, I think that would be my, my biggest advice. Like just putting yourself in those situations, being willing to start a conversation 
um, instead of waiting for it to get started, being proactive and going out and doing it and then seeing where it goes. That's it. Nice. And then continuing on the theme of like connections, how, how do you think COVID-19 has impacted our ability to make connections? Um, I don't think it's impacted our, well, okay. It's definitely, obviously it's impacted our ability to make physical connections that way. But uh, in general, I don't think it's limited anybody because some of my friends and I, we like to say everyone in the world right now, Mike is equidistant from each other. It's everybody in the world is equidistant. Everybody in the world is literally the distance from you and your chair to your screen. Like everybody is this far away. Um, so I don't think it's limited our ability at all. What I do think it is, is you have to be proactive about it and go out and seek it and put yourself in those opportunities. I think it's also, it's made more people more conscious about one the value of connecting with people because i think people start to realize dang like i haven't seen people in a while dude mm. and they're like oh what the heck and they get i think it brings that sense of gratitude to when you're actually able to be around people or you're actually able to have a nice conversation and i think people are getting the awareness that you had when you started, when you were thinking of starting your show, you realized like, hey, people are not connecting. And I think that's awesome. So I think the awareness is up. I think people, if they want to connect, just need to put themselves out there for it. What do you, yeah. what, what, what do you think about that question? So, so I think COVID has created opportunities if you're interested in video streaming and reaching new people because people's lives have, for the most part, have become a lot more simplified. There's less things going on, for the most part, in their daily lives. So the, the, the lucky, some people at least are looking for new things to do. So there's that aspect. And then there's also the aspect of, I think, hopefully COVID has like reset the majority of people and hopefully they've asked themselves the question what's really important in my life what makes me happy like i really do value the time that i spend with my family right and unfortunately with the, the impact of covid has been a lot of death and i i think that negative part has strengthened people's belief is it's cliche but you don't really know when things are going to end you could be healthy one day and by freak occurrence like you could be fighting for your life tomorrow so, so i hope and i know for me is that new sense of appreciation for the small things for family for, for, for being able to read like each day and not come contract like COVID or any other deadly illness because there's, there's people forget there's all these other illnesses beyond just COVID right that kill just as many people so, so I guess there's a lot of almost opportunity with 
COVID to, with the theme being resetting, to rethink. 10 years ago, my family were the biggest thing to me before technology rose up and when, when traveling across the world was more expensive. So really reconnecting with people, with family, and also the community, the local community, the people that you live on your street. So I just moved house and what's been really like refreshing is the majority of people that live on the street. It's still pretty new, so there's not that many people, but like the, the first people on the street were really excited to see who, who the next people were on the, on the street because they were the first people to, to move in and there's like nobody around them and stuff. And then, so it happens quite frequently. We say hi to each other in the street. We hold social, socially distanced like conversations from our like pieces of land, right? And this is the first place that I've ever lived where people are actually making that like effort, not stalking each other, but like when you're out at the same time by chances as somebody else, like stopping for, for another two minute conversation more like a 10 to 30 minute conversation and really getting, and really getting to, to know each other and knowing that you'd be there to help them if needed it in an emergency, right? So yeah, I, I think COVID, at least for me, has strengthened that local community like feel without becoming stockage. <laughs> I, no, I think so. I hope, I hope, I hope that appreciation um, is being developed, and I hope it stays. Um, I hope that staying so long, staring at our screens these days, um, even if it's for connection, when this all ends, we're able to go back out. Doesn't make us forget the fact that hey, now we have people to be around. Because, you know, now we're so glued to, glued to our screens even more than we were before. Because that's all we have. Um, other than, like, our family or whoever we might live with. I hope that we, when we go back, we are able to actually engage with people. Um, also, when you're sharing about your neighbor, now it makes me feel like a dick. Whenever all I do is go outside, see my neighbor, and I just... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Challenge, so I think I might have to make that. Next month to have a conversation with your neighbor. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to start starting conversations now. <laughs> I think that might be something I need to do. I, I did have, I had one friend, um, this was like before COVID, but like, I remember there were a few times, it was pretty like, it was like right before like COVID like got serious and everything got shut down. So I was hanging out with this guy and like, this guy is like, talks to people like this guy i don't know he just starts conversations like really easily so i think we were like sitting down in like a local coffee shop literally we were just gonna sit down and chat hang out whatever um and he literally just like he was about to go order some coffee we were just getting settled in so he was like laying his jacket and stuff on the table and then he just like turned around and saw these like two or three guys or girls i don't remember like some people and he's just like, yo, guys, how you doing? You guys doing good? Like, have a nice day. And like, we just started, like, a few-minute conversation. That would be me, too. I can do that. I, I, I feel like that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's not really my cup of tea, but I might have to put myself out of my own comfort zone and do it.
I, I think for me that like knowing how to start a conversation with lots of different types of people of all different ages and interests is just just practice right and, and knowing and knowing enough of, just enough about a few different things so like so like when I'm at work the other day I, I know how to talk to people that, that are retired and they play golf every day but then I also know how to talk to that young mother that's got her kids in the store and and, and all the different extremes in between yeah it's experience. It really is. And not everyone has to go to extreme lens, uh, as I, I do. But it, really, the point is, the more you do something, the, the better, the better you get at it. So, like, mm-hmm. if you watch Tea with Mike, the Tea with Mike show, episode one, like, it's all over the place. It's on Instagram. <laughs> it's comments scrolling through the thing. It's dark. It's <laughs> and then over time you see that gradual, hopefully, transition. Um, no, I really, I, I do think that even like with with the show, and I know you've seen this, like, you get better at it. It may not even. I don't know if it like is drastically obvious. Mainly because I'm too scared to go back and listen to episodes. Two, three, four, and five. I'm way too scared. Uh, so I don't know if the difference is drastic, but in terms of my confidence, at least, in carrying out a conversation or something like that, like I feel way better about it today than I did like a year ago. Nice, but uh, everybody starts from like different points too, right? I know when I've listened to your, to your podcast in the, in the past, you have a... Uh, an actually like easy voice and like tone to listen to whereas I, I at times can be a little bit more like scratchy I don't have that I was on a live stream the other day on Monday and it was described as I have a unique voice that is not that standard like radio voice that some people like possess but over time with like work and practice and it, it gets it gets better yeah you you know yeah you figure things out you get better at it over time and i think like there it's interesting because like sometimes people might ask like you or me or anybody like hey what are your strategies like what are your tips for how do you do this and the best advice i think that we're kind of alluding to me and Mike here is if you're trying to connect or have a good conversation just fucking start it (laughs) I I think that's our advice here like (laughs) just fucking start it we can share with you how we start conversations we can share with you how we think about it we can share with you some of the questions that we might ask maybe as soon as me and Mike end this recording I'm going to ask him about some of the questions he uses I don't know but the point is, just start the dang thing, damn it. <laughs> and go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, let me end off with this. Okay. I forgot, you may have told me this, but I don't really remember it. Why did you move from England to Canada? <laughs> I moved from England uh, to Canada because of family circumstances and my dad getting a different job in the country of Canada. And it's simplistic. That's, that's pretty cool. That's that great. Scary at the time. 
You were 17, so that means you're like in your like grade 12. Well, well it's different. The North American school systems and European okay, schools. Okay, so how did that work coming from the UK school system? Okay. Into... So in England, it's at least when I was in school, because they're always changing the rules. Um, compulsory education was up until um, you were 16. Okay. So, so that's in England, that's year 10. So you complete year, it's what's called uh, GCSE qualifications. Then at the end of year 10, you then have a choice. You can do two more years of school and do something called A-levels. So for years 11 and 12, you need to do, typically you need to do A-levels in order to go to university, which is obviously standard pretty much around the world. Um, or you could choose to leave school at 16 and then go off and, I don't know, start your own business if you're entrepreneurial or do an apprenticeship more like in the lines of like construction, plumbing, and all those types of the trades basically. Yes, and so I, I finished my GCSEs, year 10 and 11, sorry. And then I, I started year 12 because I, I started doing my A-levels with the thought of going to university, which I'm really glad didn't plan out that way because like, I have no idea what I would have taken. <laughs> so, so, so I started year 12 taking English literature, drama, and something something else that I can't remember at this point in time shows how important it was to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then so I've literally done like, they call them terms over in England, not semesters. And they have three terms. I've literally just completed the first term from September to Christmas. And then uh, the, during that time was when I, I learned that I was moving to Canada and this three months of education doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so then I went from a really good like this is pretty bad, but it's this is about telling stories. So I'll share it. So so I went from really caring about my, my subjects and and taking it super seriously to just basically like like scraping by because it, it was gonna get scratched for the record. And I was just like playing table tennis every single day, you know, like but it, <laughs> And then I went to Canada and then almost because it's a different schooling system, I had to complete like a semester of grade 12. And on record, they had no idea how to translate English qualifications and all the stuff that I'd done and the grades that I got into a Canadian schooling system. So I remember sitting in the principal's office and she was like, how good are, how good we were at phys ed, like PE. I was like, okay, all right, so we'll give you this percentage. Literally, I'm like, it's almost made up on the spot, no joke. Oh, you still need to do social studies, English 30, and to meet the high school requirements. And this is good. So it, it, it was just weird because I got like top grades in English and English literature in England, where, where it's all about speaking and listening. It's about Shakespeare and stuff, understanding poetry, how to analyze text, and then also how to write essays. Then you come over here and it's like multiple choice tests, multiple choice tests, 
really don't exist in England, in, at least when I was in school for English. Mm. So I was used to it. it was, so it was quite, I, got, I didn't do very well in English over here because I don't understand how you're basing kind of all of a good portion of your grading system on guessing letters on a sheet, basically. And if you ask people, what did you really, what, what skills did you take from, I guess, English, English over here, none of them would be able to tell you, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I ended with that, actually. I like that. <laughs> I can feel no, it. I like it. That's great. Cough, cough, education system of North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so then I could, so then I did what I had to do to com to complete grade twelve. It was just a weird time to like transition. Yeah, especially that they literally like, how are you? You did good. Okay, okay. B. <laughs> yeah. You good in math? Oh no. Okay. C. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. wow. But to, but to be fair, that it's. If you, if you think of the amount of times that it's ever going to happen, it's not that high. Yeah, no, of course, of course. I, for all I know, I didn't even ask the question. I could have been the first person to move from England to Canada at that age in that school's entire history, you know, which is probably actually quite true. Yeah, I mean, that's, that wouldn't surprise, yeah. Yeah, so. So, um, ending off. Yeah, exactly. Do what you have to do. Ending off the episode, uh, what would be a sort of the final message that you would want to say to the audience who's listened to this and in the, in the hopes of hopefully in, in the hopes of empowering them to live a more conscious, meaningful, authentic life. Cool. And number one, keep it simple. And number two, on the whole theme of empowerment and connections, do something that makes you happy. And finally, number three, don't worry about others as we've established, at least in this, or at least I think we've established in this episode, everybody, everybody's human, everybody, everybody's different and has different experiences and set at different ends of the extrovert, introvert scale and all the other scales out there. And so three, my third and final piece of advice would be I like that you mentioned that really just want to touch on that really quickly like on the topic of everybody being different don't be judgmental that's really what it comes down to like just be a little bit more tolerant or open-minded or accepting of people you don't have like even if you don't like somebody and what they're saying you don't have to be best friends with them but can you at least be damn respectful you know what I mean uh can you at least treat them like a decent human being maybe you don't have to be their best friend or anything like that but yeah it happens to me like every every single day when i'm working in my job we have the regular customers that are very polite very pleasant optimistic in life and then on the flip end of the scale we sometimes have people that come in that don't want to talk like they want to rant about covid they're very negative so like I made the effort not to even like shorten my interactions whilst maintaining good customers, good customer service, and like to like to 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 them keep it short, simple, send them on, 
on the way and like if they and just move to the next thing it's really common in my job for people to complain about the price or this and that and at the end of the day i'm not the person in control of making those decisions i just hear them out it's just, i'm sorry that you feel that this way oh maybe i could pass it on to a manager but then as soon as they walk out the door i've already moved on to the next interaction which could be the most positive interaction i have in that day so, so always taking it in the moment but but knowing that, that, that everyone is living different lives and they'll never truly understand why they had they acted in the way that they did so just forget about it and move on to the next moment remember the positive interactions and filter out all the other interactions ending it on a on a very nice note there i like it mike <laughs> thank you for coming on the show mike thanks for having me we'll, we'll go to the outro listeners <laughs>